You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that place didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show can also be seen on the Martin Houston Radio Network at Martin Houston Fan Page, Tide 100.9, X's and O Sports, Alabama Tradition. And today we add DC Capstone Report to the Facebook lineup as well as Martin Houston Live on YouTube and at Martin Houston 5. Um, three Martin Houston three five on Twitter. Any and all those will allow you to interact with us. Uh, stay in touch with us. You're always welcome to chat us up. Give us your thoughts, your opinions, your comments on what you hear on the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier. The Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. So let us hear from you. And of course, you're always able to join us in the conversation on the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904-205-342-9904. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business. And remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Got a great show lined up for you, but before we get into that conversation, let's bring in X. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing well. Doing well. Well, hey, listen, like I said, this is the summer that just keeps on giving. Seems like uh, there's a, a big story each and every day um, of of the week. So uh, we got plenty to get to. Yesterday, we talked um, a lot uh, about uh, recruiting and um, Peter Woods and looking like uh, that could be a big deal. Uh, you know, Alabama needing a little swing in, in momentum. And, of course, they were able to to make a little noise in the recruiting. So we'll talk about that. 
in a moment when we add uh, DC to the conversation, we'll dig a little deeper on the recruiting side of things. Of course, uh, Greg McElroy had a chance to sit down and talk to Coach Saban about several different things from conference realignment, what his biggest concern is, what motivates him, um, and just kind of get a little insight on the direction of college football. Uh, Saban had some interesting insights uh, there that we'll, we'll break down here in just a moment. Uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll also look at uh, maybe even talk a little basketball, J.D. Davison making some noise, um, showing maybe, just maybe in the right system, right place. Don't want to read too much into one game, but definitely had uh, a big game in his debut considering his press conference where he said, I'm going to be a dog on both ends. And uh, he seemed to have lived up to that. So we can bring that in as part of the conversation uh, as well. Several other former Bama players uh, in the news, Josh Primo, as well as John Petty, if you want to talk about those guys. Uh, and this defensive line uh, at Alabama seems to be uh, catching more and more noise and attention. Uh, pretty deep lineup there. DJ Dale and company uh, could be one of the more important position groupings for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So lots to get to uh, on, the, on the forefront there. Uh, anything bubbling up on your mind uh, as we get ready to roll things uh, out this morning? Uh, yeah, uh, there's another mock draft uh, that came out yesterday from Bleacher Report. It had four Alabama players going in the first round, um, as well as love to talk about the running backs today. Yeah, so I, I have not seen that. So I will uh, the the mock draft. So um, I'll let you you uh, lead off the conversation with that and. I'll interact with you on that. I have not seen that. So it's four guys. Is it the same four guys from before? Or is it a different four? I've seen a couple different um, mock drafts that have had um, three, four different Alabama guys, but it, it's been two consistents and then a couple other guys uh, swapping in and out. Uh, yeah, it, of course, you have Bryce and Will Anderson in that group uh they have Bryce going number two uh to the Falcons Will Anderson going number three to the Lions then you have so stop, Eli right there. Rick. stop right there who okay. do they have going number one overall in front of Will that they have uh CJ Stroud to the Texans so they're assuming that the Texans will be the first I guess worst team so I wonder, does that change in their minds if the Lions end up being the worst team? You know, does Will Anderson go first? Because, you know, it's not always who the best player is. Sometimes, uh, and if you're sitting number three, do the Lions take a chance on <laughs> letting Will? You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, did they say anything about whether or not Will, they thought Will Anderson was the best player uh, in the draft? Yeah, they you know, they still have him sitting as the best player, but they feel like 
the Texans have to get a quarterback of the future. Um, so, and they feel like if they, uh, they said Will would be a consideration for the number one pick, but it'd be hard for them to pass on CJ or Bryce. Okay. Well, go, go ahead and get the other two guys and I'll circle back with. And they have Eli Ricks going number 11 to the Washington Commanders. And oh, that's Jordan. a surprise. Washington taking another Alabama guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they have Jordan Battle going number 31 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. So Jordan is the fourth guy this time. I know that I think we saw one. I've seen one draft with um, Emilio Cure, and I've seen mm-hmm. one draft with Jermaine Burton being like in that bottom four. Um, yeah. Uh, teams based on you know how you finish the bottom four. So yeah. uh, I've even seen one that had a uh, Jameer Gibbs as that fourth guy. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I'm I'm still thinking, man. I I know we, we you know who we forget we hadn't talked much about um, is Tyler Steen, not as a draft pick, but the impact he'll have on this offensive line and, and how it all plays out. Um. If, which I don't know, when thinking about Emil Ikior, um, if Tyler Steen ends up playing left tackle and JC Latham at right tackle, does that bolster um, Ikior's, you know, stats, draft status? So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this offensive line plays out. And who ends up where? And I still think, man, I still love Javion Cohen. I don't know why I like him so much uh, as a player, but um, I I like him a lot. So it'll be interesting to watch that. But um, going back to to the to the draft, why do you think? uh, And Mason, I'd like to get your your opinion. Why do you guys think um, uh, everybody is, is is so much higher? on Stroud over Young? Is it just size, or or what do you think it is? I definitely think it's the size component. You know, Bryce is listed at 6'195", but realistically, he's probably 5'10 and a half, 5'11". And the, the weight, you know, even some of these smaller guys, the shorter guys, they, they've been around 205 to 210, so I think that's kind of the knock on Bryce. Yeah, what about you, Mason? I think you're right. I think it's mostly a size thing. Um, that being said, I think the size gets a bit overblown. I don't think it's necessarily – you know, obviously C.J. Stroud's a little bigger, but I don't think it's so much so that it's really going to be the difference between one guy succeeding in the NFL or not. I think we've seen plenty of small quarterbacks succeed – especially in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So, I, you know, I think people get people get hung up on things like that with quarterbacks, you know, every year. But at the end of the day, I think they'll uh, – I don't know. It's it's going to be a toss-up for who's going to be the first pick, I think. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, uh, I think it used to matter. I think it was harder in the old days for um, quarterbacks, uh, shorter quarterbacks to make it. Um just because of the style of offense, uh, just because the the quarterback position used to be so stationary, that was the one reason. 
and so you can't see passing lanes if you keep the quarterback in one landing spot. Uh, a short quarterback can't see over those guys. But as the concept of passing lanes and moving the pocket and uh, dual uh, making offensive line, I mean, defensive line and play the run longer versus being able to realize it's a pass rush rush and then get their hands up as much as they did try to sack the quarterback. And then you at the NFL doesn't let you hit the quarterback. I think all of those things have made it a, a more level playing field for the smaller guys. Thoughts? No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. When you look at the standpoint of how it was 10 years ago, you had your Drew Brees and your Michael Vicks, but those guys were rarities. But you look over the last five to 10 years, you, you get Kyler Murray's, you get Baker Mayfield's and guys of that nature that are up under well, the, six the, foot. The shorter guys. Russell, Russell Wilson as well. Yeah. This would be like the first time in a while uh, the shorter, taller guy would go before the shorter guy. Uh, in the draft, I mean, you, you take uh, several years in a row where the guys were all like six foot or shorter. Uh, they can tell you that uh, Kyle Murray is that tall, but yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how he got by with that at, at Combine, that he was as tall as they said, but uh, when most guys come out of the Combine, shorter than you expect. So, but either way, um, that's, that's an interesting conversation. We'll, we'll get the break here, bring DC into that conversation. Uh, X, uh, like to give you, give you a chance on the other side to give you a closing thoughts on this draft and, and who your four would be, or who, not even your four, who do you think would be in the first round? So coming back, we'll have you, uh, wrap up that conversation. We'll also talk, I said, like JD Davison, second quarterback, um, Saban and his thoughts on what's going on. And we'll also bring in uh, our listeners into the conversation as well. You listen to the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. The Alabama One hotline is open for business 205-342-9904. And of course, you can always add your conversation via chat. So we look forward to it right here on the Martin Houston show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. ST Bun Construction wants to hire experienced Class A and B CDL truck drivers as well as restricted automatic transmission CDL drivers. You'll be home every night with paid Blue Cross insurance and 4% employee match 401k along with other great benefits. Call Hunter 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friends at Freedom CBD. They're Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with a knowledgeable staff, unmatched quality and service, and they're focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. They have the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, and those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. That's Freedom CBD. And check out their sister store, Vaporcraft, located in the shopping center at 1110 15th Street next to Ion Apartments. Put that in your GPS, 1110 15th Street. If you need a gift for any occasion, you need to visit The Rustic Rehab. They literally have something for everyone. It's an amazing gift shop, Highway 69 North between McFarland, Union Chapel, on the left, the Rustic Rehab. 
Here's your West Alabama traffic from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Things calming down around town. It has been a very, very active traffic afternoon. Please slow down, drive carefully, and if you see conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle at Towns and Nissan. Remember, they're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny today with only a small chance of a shower this afternoon or this evening. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, morning sunshine, a few scattered thunderstorms by afternoon. The high at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. Uh, I want to welcome you back into the, the program, the Sound of Alabama Sports, your show, your team. Before we get things going, we want to thank our sponsors, starting with Alabama One. Get more truck for your buck or more car for your cash. That's right. Low interest rates and extended borrowing terms help you get the ride you want with a great payment you can afford uh, if you're looking to get a shorter term, you can get that low interest rate as low as 1.99. With rising interest rate, interest rates, you can't beat that. Or if you're in the used car market, new car market, you can get as high as 84 months on a used car and up to 96 months on a new car, uh, new vehicle, if you qualify. And hey, listen, you you may know of us in the Tuscaloosa area, but we have truly expanded and into our non-core, what we call our non-core markets as far as uh, Cherokee County and down to Montgomery and beyond. Uh, we are expanding and growing, and we're here to serve you. And, hey, and if you happen to be up in the, the Fayette County, uh, Pickens County uh, area, we'd love to have you stop by our branch. And if you happen to be in the Fayette area, stop by and see Bill Rickman uh, and Bradley Cox uh, and tell them that you're looking at getting that new car for 96 months. That's Alabama One, alabamaone.org, Alabama One, one together. All right, uh, let's get things going. Uh, let's bring D.C. back into the, I mean, not back, but into the conversation this morning. Good morning, D.C. How you doing, sir? Hey, Martin, I'm still trying to get D.C. connected. That's my bad. I'm getting them on right now. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. All right, uh, we have Greg, who is... Um, with us uh, this morning, uh, Greg, you're in with the Martin Houston Show uh, with Martin and Xavier uh, on the Alabama Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? 
Uh, good morning. Uh, you were talking about the defensive line earlier. Uh, I think that's going to be the big key to how good this defense will be this year. Yeah. That we've lacked consistency it is being able to consistently stop the run when we need it. You know, you go back to, uh, you know, like the national championship game last year, you know, we couldn't stop the running game consistently. And, you know, and that allowed them to keep us on the field and kind of wear us down. And I think that's what got us in the end, especially when the offense couldn't, you know, convert points earlier in the game. Yeah, I, I agree that this is truly a chance for the Alabama defensive line um, to reestablish itself. Uh, you know, Greg, if you look back at history, most of the time when we've been really good on defense, we've always had a dominant uh, defensive front. And I, I don't think it's going to be any different this year. And I don't know uh, with this group, Greg, I don't know if it's that we're going to have overwhelming talent uh, like we've had, not meaning that we, we have some really talented defensive linemen, but I think the power of this defensive line could rest in just the straight-up number of quality uh, defensive linemen. Well, I agree with that, and it makes um, the, kind of the, the thing that I'm wondering about is because so how good Will Anderson is and Dallas Turner are, um, with them being able to control the edges, if they can control the edges, especially on rundowns, and if they're going to run, it's going to squeeze them to the middle, which will allow the interior defensive line and the interior uh, linebackers kind of know which hole they're coming at, and, and it, it, it'll help eliminate false steps. You know, to cover the you know to cover their gaps and and to man up and know what's coming. It's just are you you know are you going to, be able to beat your man one on one or be able to make a move and make a miss and, and you know to slip by the blocker and make the tackle with you know with a minimum gain. I think well, that's going to be a huge key. Well, um, X, X, jump in here at, at any point, um, X, um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, this D-line. But I think the biggest thing that Alabama, the reason this D-line uh, maybe has struggled some is we still have some guys that we're asking to play, sometimes play that two-gap. Um, but we don't have those big bodies like we used to have. So yeah. so they're having to learn to play that two-gap responsibility more with speed than just size and power. Um, and, and that falls a, a lot on coaching and on um, the strength and conditioning program, uh, being able to get these guys stronger. Yeah, when you look at this D-line, they're not they're – not the- big bodies that they used to have. And you look at who's been our D tackle. I've said this before. Uh, DJ Dale's kind of more of the old school guy at that, at that nose tackle position. Um, com- I would compare him more to in the mold of the guys that we had when Coach Saban first arrived at Alabama. Then we had a stretch for a few years. We had guys like Christian Barmore playing that position. We had guys like Quentin Williams playing that position, um, as well as Deron Payne being a little bit more athletic, even though he's a bigger-bodied guy. And I, I think that's been a thing. And those, so I think that, that's been a big 
difference the last few years compared to what we had the few years before. All right. I can agree yeah. with that. And then, uh, what's the big defensive lineman uh, that we signed is going to be incoming freshman that's lost like 50, 60 pounds? Jaheim Otis. Yep, there we go. Uh, it, it, it will be intriguing to see if he can get on the field this year with, you know, a, a guy that big and, you know, fairly quick. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, when you look at him, you see, uh, I think he has a potential to be the old school big body guy, but he seems to be very athletic as well. Uh, more in the mode of pushing toward the Ron Payne, if as long as he can maintain his weight, because he said he wanted to get down to about three thirty. But the the, it, the other inside guys we have in, in Smith and Jamil uh, Burroughs, they're they're very good pass rushers. Now, can they translate and be able to play the run as well? Right. And we got DC on. Uh, DC, you've probably been listening to some of that conversation regarding uh, the the defensive lineman. Any thoughts you have in terms of uh, uh, the the defensive lineman there? Hello. Hello. Is this- you're on DC. All right, I'm back now. Okay, so I think I really, really look forward to the defensive line this year. I think we're going to see an uptick in their performance, basically covering the run and the pass. I think the caller is correct. I think the end play of of, uh, of our ends are going to push them to the middle. They'll have more opportunities than one thing. But I think we've we've actually increasing our speed and agility. And I think the uh, off season conditioning program has helped them uh, move a little faster. And I, I think that uh, you'll see them fill the gaps better and do a better job this year. So I look forward to a lot of a lot of good play of our defensive line this year. Uh, and you know, <laughs> we're planning talking too much defensive linemen this year, but man, listen to this list. Let's listen. Let's listen to these names since uh, uh, Greg brought that up. It just just guys trying to get on the field. You you got Jamil Burroughs, who at the end of last year. I think was beginning to establish himself as a playmaker. Playmaker, um, you know, three hundred nine. Then you have Curtis Perry, more of a probably more in that line of what we were looking at getting with Peter Wood, six two ish, two sixty four. Tim Keenan, another big body guy, six two three forty three. Uh, Monkel Goodwine, six four two eighty eight. DJ Dale. Uh, the, the starter who we, everyone keeps thinking, hey, he's going to get beat out and he keeps holding his own. Uh, some say that's because of Saban's loyalty. Uh, others say DJ Dell just does what is asked of that position, uh, but doesn't do, isn't going to come across as a superstar. We don't know that, but yeah, a local kid, J- J- uh, Marion Latham, who had flashes uh, in, in the ballgame, Justin E. Boygby. Uh, you know, six five two ninety two. Jaheim Otis, uh, definitely a big body, uh, but uh, a huge big time uh, athlete, uh, especially for that size. Aquan Anquan Barnes Jr. Uh, <laughs> defensive lineman. Uh, and then of course you have Ingram, Brylan Ingram, uh, and then of course uh, the three guys. I think. Uh, I mean, uh, not the three guys, but. Uh, Definitely two guys that I think um, 
that are going to probably make the most noise, I think, and flash outside of Burrow would be Young and Tim Smith. So uh, and looking for big things for Tim Smith, uh, I think, this season as well from a from a, a breakout player. You know, everybody, Alabama always has that breakout guy. So we're going to get the break here, and we'll talk a little. We'll, you guys get your, your breakout guy ready, and then we'll transition to a couple other topics. But uh, And we'll dig into this defensive line when we, we when we focus a show just on them because there's so many to talk about. But which one of these guys is going to be your breakout guy? Have a one or two, one A, one B, or whatever you want to get to right there. Hey, we will continue the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. We want to thank Greg for being a part of the, the, the program this morning and bringing that good content. You can do it. Likewise, give us a call at 205 342 the Alabama One Hotline, or chat us up like Curtis Lewis, Virgil Williams, uh, and others are doing over on our social media outlets. More of the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier, joined by DC, DC Capstone Report, coming up next. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Mason Woods. Alabama softball went back to the transfer portal yesterday, picking up a commitment from left-handed pitcher slash first baseman Lauren Esmond out of Michigan. Esmond started 38 games at first base for the Wolverines last season and was also 6-0 on the mound with a 1.7 ERA. The Crimson Tide added another piece to its 2023 recruiting class, landing four-star quarterback Dylan Lonergan out of Snellville, Georgia. Lonergan is the ninth-ranked signal caller in the class and the sixth-ranked player in the state of Georgia. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn 
which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show. Got a couple comments uh, from Curtis Lewis from earlier in the show. We were talking about Emil Ikior possibly being uh, that fourth guy um, in the draft uh, in the first round if Alabama were to get four in the draft. And um, Curtis Lewis said, Emil, Emil better uh, step it up big time this season and make the first, especially at guard. Um, and my reply was, I think he would be uh, one of those late round guys, if he goes in the first round, uh, he is one of the top rated guards. Uh, but somebody like New England, like like they did last year, where they took the guy to UT Chattanooga uh, when no one else was expecting it, that'd be the type of pick <laughs> that a Bill Belichick would make. Um, and um, the other part is, um, <clears throat> you look at um, uh, he, he replied back on the Burrows and Young will be studs on the defensive line. Uh, so I'll ask you, D.C., first, uh, uh, when it looks, when you look at this defensive line, uh, which one of those guys uh, is your breakout guy for this year? Several years where you and I, I think we identified Quinian Williams before anybody else was on him, and I think we got Christian Barmore before anybody else was on him, so. Again, I say you and I are kindred spirits this year. I go with Tim Smith. I, I think Tim Smith's a breakout player on the line. I think it's, it's, uh, he's going to be everything that we thought he could be, and we've seen flashes of that of that athleticism, that brilliance, and I think this year is his breakout year. My 1A would be Jameel Burroughs. I think he saw flashes of last year in, in some games. So I'm looking for Tim Smith and Jameel Burroughs to be the breakout players on the defensive line this year. X. I, I can't disagree with those two guys um, with what I think they bring to the table this year for the Alabama defensive line. Um, you, I think you could it, – it's weird saying both these guys are seniors, but but we haven't seen a ton of ton of things from them yet. But Byron Young and the Boyby could also be two guys that you see have really great years now that they're full – both full-time starters, and as we've talked about with the edge rush that we have with and uh, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell, I think you can see those two guys have really good years as well. Uh, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting um, the. Uh, the, the to watch these guys. I think Byron Young uh, is a guy. It, interestingly, uh, every time I see him come on the field, he actually reminds me of a former team, teammate of mine. Um, the um, the the key there is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Um, this guy, he reminds me so much of an old friend of mine, Robert Stewart, who, who recently passed away in the, in the power and the strength in which he plays with. So it's really, you know, like athletic-wise, Tim Smith and all of that, um, you, you could see um, the the opportunity for him to, to, to be one of those breakout players as well. But can't disagree with the guys that they, that that we named already, you know, Tim Smith and Burroughs for sure. Uh, but it, it could be it could be one of those years where it's it's a lot of guys based on which game uh, will have flashes. So it's going to be fun to watch. And I think so as they go, so will our outside linebackers and inside linebackers go. And if you get the push from what we're expecting from the outside linebackers as well as a dominant defensive front, front that can play the run and rush the passer, DBs look like all Americans <laughs> quickly. And uh, Jordan Battle uh, would probably be the benefit, bene- biggest benefactor of a dominant defensive front. Hey, let's switch over to a couple things going on, D.C., uh, from the, the standpoint of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the recruiting trail. Uh, of course, last uh, week, Alabama loses out on Peter Woods. So I'd like to just get your your thoughts on uh, Alabama losing out. Uh, a couple of outlets out there saying, uh, reporting that Peter Woods said that Nick Saban has lost um, lost touch with the with the current players, and then the next day, Nick Saban convinces a quarterback to come play uh, and and gets that commitment. So. Talk about the Peter Woods um, loss or temporary setback. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's a, a loss. I mean, I think we lose players every year. We have players that we're going after that someone defeats us on every year. And this is another one of those years where we have and a lot of things go into those. It's your, it's the recruiter that's recruiting you. It's the personalities. And, and some people just don't uh, mesh on personality-wise. And in this case, Peter Woods has been vocal enough to say that it was uh, the coach that uh, that, that convinced him that he needed to be at, at, at the place. I think Debo Swinney was more personable, uh, maybe a little more um, a fun guy. Uh, and I think that, that that was what Peter Woods was looking for. If that's what you're looking for, that you're definitely not going to choose Alabama. You know, uh, we're you know, Coach Saban has hadn't changed. I don't think he's changed his way he recruits. Um, I think he's looking for the best players that want to come and fit into the process and. We definitely love to have Peter Woods, and he he would make a great addition. But uh, I think he had his heart set on going somewhere else, and and, and that's okay. You, know, you turn right around and you you get into the fold uh, another quarterback. You convince a quarterback to come who's you know top six player in the state of Georgia uh, to convince him to come to your school and play and compete with another quarterback that's top of his uh, state of Louisiana. Uh, so you got a quarterback that's willing to come and compete. And I think another thing that convinced Dylan Lonergan to come was that, he, that Coach Saban was uh, personal enough to him to sit down and talk to him. And, and one thing that was really on his mind was he wanted to play baseball and football. And Coach Saban uh, said you can do that. And so I, I think, again, that's just the, it's just personalities. And, and you see interactions differently. And, and you know, no, no fault against Peter Woods. I think he chose what he thinks best for him. And, and we move on. Yeah, Curtis Lewis said Woods looking for a friend and not a coach. And I mean, and in some ways, uh, based on some of the comments that 
that that is, you know, more personable looking for that. But I'm going to tell you, uh, who you get in, in recruiting doesn't always match who you get when you get on campus. But I, I would tell you that players who are, have been recruited by Saban uh, probably find as consistent a recruiter uh, as you do a coach. Um, uh, in, in other words, who, who he is in your living room, uh, he doesn't pretend to be someone else. He, he he's the same guy there as he is, um, and uh, on, on the field when you get here. And I never forget Jonathan Allen's uh, response that said what endured him to Saban was when Saban told his mom no that he didn't want he didn't want the food uh, that she had cooked. He's like, no, I've already eaten. I'm good. Blah blah blah. When everybody else would say, oh yeah, I'll, I, I, yes, and and just gloat about it, and then told him that uh, I'll give you an opportunity to play, but I, I won't tell you you're going to come in and play. And Jonathan Allen said, that's right, because if he's told every guy that he's recruited over the last few years, he has to be lying to one of us. Uh, so, it's I mean, it, like you said, it's, it's what you decide to do there. Uh, X, uh, what, what are your thoughts, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the, the deal in Lundgren, uh and, and what does it say about this young man and – uh, is this the type player that Nick Saban really needed um, to, um, to 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 get that second quarterback in this class uh, versus the, the like a guy like the five star? Uh, uh, what is his name uh, from Barwood? Uh, so, and I know you you were uh, talking on communicating with someone on social media about whether. <laughs> Alabama thought he was good enough or not, uh, speaking of the kid from Briarwood. Yeah. Um, you know, this isn't the first time Nick Saban's taken two quarterbacks in the same class. We've seen it work out perfectly once with Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones both being top 15 picks in the draft. And then we've seen the next time in 2019 when you took Talia Tagovailoa and Paul Tyson where both of those guys are at different schools currently and never started a game for Alabama. So uh, it, it can be interesting how some people take it. And, you know, some people don't think – some people find it hard to criticize Alabama and Nick Saban and things of that nature. But when it comes to quarterbacks, he has hit on the last four. But you also have to look at there was a big stretch during that span of time where – the guys that you thought would potentially be the guy Alabama missed on. And that goes all the way back in 2010 to Phillip Sims up through Blake Barnett in 2015 before Jalen Hurts arrived in 2016. So no doubt do I have faith in Coach Saban and his staff and the way they evaluate. It's just one, it's just something that I, I question that is like, why take two lower rated guys when you have a guy in your backyard that grew up an Alabama fan was waiting for this offer would have committed to you the second you told him he could uh it, it just kind of, I, I wonder could this be a year where you see these both of these guys miss one of these guys miss and a Christopher Rosina goes to Clemson and has a has a Deshaun Watson uh Trevor Lawrence type career DC, what do you think is behind that? Is it as much uh, fit? Is it as much mentality? Is it as much 
uh, you, you know, he really wanted the one guy that, that, that he felt could come in and compete, uh, with Miro and Simpson next year. And he felt like hosting was that guy. And he felt like the next guy he got would be more of a, a development guy. Um, or, or, uh, because you, you look at the five star and maybe these kids want to play right off. And, and I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, there never was, a, never seemed to be a lot of love from Alabama, uh, for the young man out of Broward. Well, I think, uh, based on some things I know, uh, I don't think the player out of Broward was ever high on their radar. I don't think they looked at him as they did. Uh, as other coaches did or other players did, other teams did. And I think that uh, there was something there that they just saw that was not what they felt like they wanted uh, in their quarterback. And they they really went after, and I can tell you from, from my knowledge, that Holstein was a, a big target of theirs from the very beginning. And uh, I think Lonergan was always that quarterback they thought that was a be competitive that he wouldn't shy away from coming in and competing against another quarterback. They have they have a, they have really high uh, hopes on in Lonergan and and the fact that he wants to play baseball gives him an opportunity to to see him staying here uh, and playing through if Holstein were to be the guy. So I think that that was a perfect pair for them, and that's where they decided to place their uh, uh, place all their eggs in that, those two baskets. I think they went. I don't think I, that I, the coaches that are the recruiting trail saw in the in the in the quarterback at Briarwood what they wanted to see. And I think you you nail it. I think hosting was their number one target, and the second guy is a guy that you want to stay in your program. You you want a guy who you think you can win with, uh, but you also want a guy that you think that will be there for the long haul. Do I think that Milro Simpson uh, and uh, Hosting and Lyon will all be here, um, you know, three, four years from now uh, or whatever there? Do I think all of these guys finish their career at Alabama? I do not. Uh, and we'll say that conversation when we talk about quarterbacks, uh, which one of these guys is most likely uh, to, to uh, seek better opportunity somewhere else. But, I don't think that all four of them will end up their career, their collegiate career at Alabama, because that's a lot of talent and a lot of waiting because they're all after Bryce Young uh, will have um, three years or more uh, of playing time. And that's a long time to wait when you got that much talent in the quarterback room. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, with that. We'll break that down more. But coming back on the other side, D.C., want to get your thoughts uh, quickly on J.D. Davison's debut and then what Saban had to say uh, in terms of uh, college football and the direction he see it, sees it going in. Uh, stay tuned for more of that conversation. And as we go to break, remember Taco Casa is your choice for lunch and dinner today. Go check them out, Taco Casa, tacocasa.com. Quality taste value under the biggest cactus in town. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We don't see any problems in the roadways as we crank up on Tuesday morning. Now, if you do see conditions, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle at Towns and Nissan. Remember, they're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Be careful if you're driving down I-359 this morning. Orange cones have pushed traffic into a narrowed almost two lanes. Work has begun on the resurfacing project between downtown Tuscaloosa and the I-359 flyway on I-2059. The work will only be conducted overnight, but lanes will still be narrowed until the end of the year. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama Sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Todd 100.9, on Todd 100.9, Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. We got DC, DC Capstone Report. Jones, DC, tell our listeners real quick where they can find you, sir. Well, you can find me at dccapstonereport.com, DC Capstone Report Facebook page, and you can follow me on Twitter at davidcott 50 Also, you can check out Lance's other sites, rolltidebama.com and freelancepictures.com. Lance just put up some pictures of the softball at the World Games, the Hoover Met. So if you're interested in softball, check out the uh, the WorldTieBama.com and some and the DC Capstone Report page for some good softball pictures. All right, DC, uh, did you get to catch, catch JD Davison's uh, de- uh, debut or at least follow up on uh, what he was able to accomplish? Yes, I did. I I, I was able to, of course, saw his. his uh, uh, a press conference where he said he was going to be a dog several times on both ends of the court, and then I got to see him go out and uh, and uh, prove that in a game. So I was really excited for the young man. It's great upside to him. I think he's fitting into a good system there, and they obviously are high on him. They signed him to a two-way contract, only two they had available, and they had one of them for him. So I think he has fell, fell into a great great position there uh, with the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, a full stat sheet stuffer uh, of a game for him uh, contributing in just about every statistical category uh, available from rebounds to steals to, to blocks to, to to scoring to assists. And I didn't see the game, but also uh, undoubtedly turnovers were not high on, on his performance list um, uh, X in terms of uh, what J.D. Davidson was able to accomplish in game number one. Yeah, game number one, he came out and, and 
like you said, hit in every category at, at a good margin of 10 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals, and three blocks. But then last night, we saw a little bit of what played JD while he was here at Alabama, and it was a less than stellar performance. Uh, five points, three rebounds, six assists, another steal, two more blocks. But then he had five turnovers and five fouls. So, and what do you think contributes to uh, the the turnover? I like I said, I didn't get to see the game. Was he pressing more last night than he was before? I I didn't get to see it. I just kind of kept up with it um, okay. through Twitter and things of that nature. But uh, I'm not really sure. But you know, yeah. J- JD can be a really good player and be a very solid role player for Boston, especially this is a team that just played in the finals if he can cut the turnovers down. And you're also looking at a team that doesn't have a true point guard. So there, there's a chance for him to earn that role, even if it's coming off of the bench um, early on. But he's got to be able to maintain and keep those uh, turnovers down to a minimum. All right. In D.C., uh, X and I will pick this conversation up tomorrow and talk more about Saban and his interview with McElroy, but um, I'll, I'll let you kind of close things out over the last two minutes. So what are your thoughts in terms of Saban and, and where he sees college football, what motivates him, and uh, how he's feeling about the future of the, the, the big-time conferences? Well, <clears throat> I didn't get to see the McElroy interview. I haven't had a chance to see it, but so I, I can't really speak as to what Saban said on the interview. But I would be surprised if he's changed his opinion as to anything. He probably remains consistent. He's probably most consistent about that that I've uh, ever said. If you can enlighten me, if you thought he said something that was uh, outside of what he's always said. No, no, no. I'll give you this uh, and let you just comment on this. He he, he once again brings up the the lack of guardrails uh, in big-time college football uh, and the impact of creating the haves and the have-nots. So... Uh, I'll let you uh, talk about that. That uh, Well, actually, I tell you what, we can break this conversation down even more, D.C., because it's still going to be up as uh, next Tuesday, Saban will be talking um, uh, at SEC Media Days on next Tuesday. So we'll incorporate this into that conversation on next Tuesday, uh, as well as what you think going to be his big message uh, going into the SEC Media Days. Uh, appreciate you being on. Tell them once again uh, wh- where they can follow you uh, out there in the Twitterverse. Uh, David Cott five zero on Twitter. Just follow me on Twitter. I'm always uh, retweeting and putting up some content. But we'll be getting All back right. to our podcast here soon as we get back into the uh, uh, football practice starting up for this this season. So look forward to getting back to the podcast. Well, DC, we appreciate you being on uh, with us each and every day and bringing your listeners and your followers to the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Uh, appreciate the insight and content, and we'll catch up with the next week where it'll be, uh, we'll be full swing SEC media days, and we'll be able to talk about what you think the talking points are for Nick Saban and more. Roll Tide, DC. We'll catch up with you next week. All right. Thanks, Martin. Xavier, great to be on. Roll Tide. All right, X, what you got? Get, get, uh, close it out for us. Uh, tell our listeners where they got where they can find you, sir. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, any social media platform at X's O Sports. Uh, 
follow me. I, I like to have interesting conversations and and talk a little outside the norm for your Alabama fan or Alabama company. All right, that's X. Uh, this is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. Great sponsors like Alabama One and Alabama One Insurance. Uh, go check them out, alabamaoneinsurance.com. Uh, you can find out more about the great services uh, that they have to offer there. And hey, remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Road Tide out there, everybody.